I love you. Well, gobble, gobble, mother cluckers, and welcome back to Green and Faceless on the Couch. I'm the Green Traveler. Gibble, gobble, gobble, trouble. I am the Faceless Leon. I feel like we've done that before. Oh, well, oh, I did mumble, I was... mumble, toil, and trumble. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was for yeah. the, the, the one of the Halloween episodes. Yeah, but this is a Thanksgiving yes. special, so gobble, gobble, mother cluckers. Mother cluckers. Um, no pun wasted here. But yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We we hope that you're um uh at home enjoying stuff with your 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 family. Uh, we understand that the pandemic or finally, might keep some people from doing that. Um, yeah, or finally free from their dysfunction. Yeah, yeah. Um. So and and we're going to be talking about some dysfunction here today. Um. Mm-hmm. This is a podcast about movies and TV, and um. Uh, I, I did already mention the pandemic. Sometimes uh, we do mention everyday events, but that's not our focus. We're not talking about music weeks. What, what are we talking about today on this, our Thanksgiving special? Well, we are talking about three movies about Thanksgiving. Oh, um, oh wow. wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're talking Home for the Holidays, which is a personal family tradition of my family to watch that every Thanksgiving. Yeah, Kreeshef on Netflix and uh john hughes um planes trains and automobiles planes trains and automobiles uh mm-hmm. classic movie um so we got two classics and one newbie uh, you know this is not this is not the focus of a terrible amount of movies like sometimes you'll have a movie nah. that like spans <clears throat> the whole holiday season yeah there's a but, lot that love christmas you know they love right. that christmas time but yeah. Thanksgiving's kind of just football time. <laughs> just yeah, it's football time, and um, there is some football in 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 these movies. Um, but <laughs> but that's yeah, not typically the focus. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, they're uh, they all. I think all three of these movies do a great job at capturing the dysfunction that's felt around the holidays. Right, because um, yes. every family, every family doesn't really mesh well together. You know, there's always yeah. going to be a family that, or you know, people in the family that you just kind of right. get under your skin. Definitely, and, and, that, that, and this is, movie does a great job. Yeah, all three of these movies have characters like that. I'll say, because planes, mm-hmm. trains, and automobiles, uh, it's kind of more of a a wider lens of the dysfunction yeah. of like America during the holiday season. That's true. Yeah, that one's not really about the family part. Yeah. I mean, it is family elements, but yeah, yeah, the dysfunction is definitely not family. Right. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of dysfunction. (laughs) Which one do we want to talk about first? Uh, Well, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles uh, came out first, so I guess we could do that. Yeah, it's always easiest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, uh, I can can start if you want. Die for it. Okay. So, uh, planes, trains, automobiles. Um, Steve Martin. I don't remember his character's name. Uh, Neil Page. Neil Page. Yes. He is uh, trying to get home for the holidays. He had some kind of meeting, but he'll Mm -hmm. never make the six. Um, But 
Anyhow. Especially when Kevin Bacon steals his taxi. Yeah, when Kevin Bacon steals his taxi. Dude, that I, was, I saw that. I was like, is that, that Kevin was magical. <laughs> He's not in this movie other than that. No, like, yeah. It's, it's just that it, I, I don't know if he was still... Like, I, I don't remember Kevin Bacon's timeline for his life, but no. I don't know if he was, like, super taken off at this point. Yeah. But it uh, was a fucking magical moment. Like, it's so like, beautiful. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, this is 87, so I, I don't know. 87, yeah. Um, But it's, 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 it's so wonderful because they're just, they're on different sides of the street. Yeah. They hail a taxi that parks, like, a mile away from them, and then they both <laughs> just dodge through crowded tri- yeah. uh crowded sidewalks just to get to one taxi oh my god steve martin it's, almost it's... gets ran over so many times in this movie yeah uh, it's yeah because he, he trips a lot in the traffic <laughs> yes he does guy needs to watch he his footing desperate to get home uh and uh somebody else succeeds in stealing his cast uh taxi and that is del griffith uh played by john candy beautiful john candy yeah, John Candy is he's one of my favorites. Um Uncle Buck uh, was a childhood favorite. Yeah, we liked the great outdoors. I think we Ooh. reround and slow motion played the bear getting its ass fur shot off uh <laughs> until the VHS burnt a hole through it. Um <laughs> Was it wasn't he also in Cool Runnings? Yeah, he was, was the him? coach yeah. in Cool Runnings, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love John Candy. He does. Definitely, he does. Uh, he does do a, a Jamaican. He does have a Jamaican line. He in does. This movie. But I'm sure this is way before that. Uh, oh, man. I'm pretty sure that was a late '90s movie, but I, I could be wrong. Uh, but anyways, both great comedians, um, mm-hmm. and their chemistry is amazing. And they end mm-hmm. up trying to get home together because they're both from Chicago, and. Um, lots of shenanigans happen uh neil yeah, gets really it. fed up with dale and tries to leave on several occasions yeah but they just keep on running into each other yeah uh, i was reading the great. uh the wiki on this and they call it an odyssey and it is 100 yes. percent an odyssey yes like, yes there is so many chapters in this like just like the odyssey it's this movie lots of fun i'll say up front um i've always enjoyed watching this movie yeah, I honestly, this is the first time I've watched it. Um, I'm a huge John Hughes fan, but I've always loved his teen stuff. You know, right. uh, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller, right. Sixteen Candles. But like the only thing outside of his teen comedies that I've gone was like National Lampoons. So you know, we. I mean, I don't know. I, don't know. I also wasn't like a huge fan of Steve Martin when I was a kid. You know. He, yeah, he seemed so right when like we were coming about all the stuff he was doing he his comedy like completely shifted um mm-hmm. because he when he started out he was extremely high energy and absurd but then he kind of turned into the straight dry comedian and yeah. um as i have aged i have enjoyed it more definitely <laughs> yeah i agree i agree especially once i discovered his music like i really oh, love yeah. his He's, his yeah. music is great great banjo um, player banjo i was trying to remember the instrument he plays even here with uh john candy steve martin's chemistry as you said was is phenomenal it's um, great yeah they filmed this whole thing i i found i looked up specifically how long it took each of these films to be shot mm-hmm. um and planes trains and automobiles was filmed in 85 days so it's wow. like two and a half months roughly or a little a little just under three months um 
but you know it's it is honestly it is the longest it took to film out of the three movies huh but it but it does have a higher production you know right. quality a lot of locations a lot yeah. of locations and i'm sure there is a lot of this a lot of shenanigans that ended up on the cutting room floor um yeah well, they had like, to fit all that heart in right yeah <laughs> uh, I, I I think it's pretty obvious that we both really enjoy this movie. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's got it's got good uh, blend of comedy and ho- emotion. You're messing with the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's this uh, musical number that keeps on reappearing, which uh, just has Steve Martin yelling over it in multiple locations. It's an awful song but right every time i actually i i don't know i actually loved it i don't yeah. know if it was awful well no i love it too but it's i it feel is. like i would listen to it <laughs> drive I, into yeah, work it makes me laugh, that for sure um uh, that music we should say is by ira newhorn did a lot of john hughes scores for most okay. of his movies well like this particular song like mm-hmm. it's got it's got record scratching in it, which was like just like I feel like just <laughs> getting into like main media uh, at yeah. the time, and it's it's just so juxta- juxtaposed with Steve Martin, super white guy, <laughs> yelling at the world. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, that was that was actually one of my biggest fears when I watched this. Is I could see myself becoming either of these characters. <laughs> yes because yeah. they portrayed like all of my negative qualities so well oh, man. you know it's like with del griffith i'm always like typically i'm either very talky or very obsessive oh you know he gets like he gets he gets into your skin like at times you know and i can definitely do that and i, I don't like that i do that you know it's one thing that i got back off from and with steve martin he's a very impatient yeah uh wound up you know very stressed guy yeah Dale calls and I'm already him, that way. <laughs> Dell calls him an intolerant person. Um, which I uh-huh. mean, after a while, I mean they grow together in this film. Uh yeah, yeah. I mean that is the that's what makes it great is right. you know, it's they they start off with all these negative qualities, but together they work through them and kind of become friends despite the their, you know, their initial reactions to each other. Exactly. Um so it gives me hope. Yeah. But watching it and watching it makes me really scared because I'm just like, oh, no, I could be it's just like one event away from becoming both of these gentlemen here. <laughs> I feel the same way about these characters with with myself, but mm. I think you're perfect, Greg. So there. Oh, hey, you got flaws, but you're doing pretty great. Oh, thanks. Uh, this thanksgiving i'm thankful for my best buddy the green traveler he's he's great um i'm thankful for you man oh damn and uh yeah in this movie these two guys that just uh, well okay dell kind of almost immediately likes neil but neil cannot stand him (laughs) And eventually, well, Del, end, Del just likes everybody, he, really. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, and but at the end, they both love each other, and that's mm-hmm. that's a great theme. I, I a great ending to a Thanksgiving film. I think you see, yeah, it's it it is it 
it does kind of make you i mean it doesn't make you choke up too much you know it's no. like there's you know I, I think uh john hughes is delivered better emotional depth in other oh, films sure, sure but there it is still a very fun and emotional film he just wants to get home to his family he does he does i mean he's also an asshole but still yeah <laughs> but he become but he from meeting dell he gets which what kind of a nickname what is dell a nickname for like delbert uh, del taco del taco okay okay sponsor us <laughs> but anyhow from meeting dell he becomes a better nicer person um in the mm-hmm. long run of the movie but there is a lot of we hope yeah we hope i suppose but yeah it's 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 over it's one of those films that you have to realize it's over the course of three days once right. he goes back to work he's going to become the same stuck up wound yeah stressed but asshole i don't think he's the only savior out of his life i think i think no that, yeah it's true he does have that redeeming factor in there mm-hmm. well Del Del's found a new family that's right <laughs> yeah i love it yeah, that's all he does in this movie is just come across more people that he could just involve in his life right yeah oh yeah like Dell has all these fucking friends like all yeah, see, over that's, the that's the one thing i do it's like even though i, I do see my negative qualities and Dell. I also see that quality that I want to be where it's like, I just want to know people like spread out throughout the country. Right. You know, I just want to be able to have those stories. Yeah. Cause it's like, I, I, I like to consider myself a storyteller. I write right. uh, short stories and novels. Yeah. He, but, he's got you know, what I would call a sloppy charisma. Yeah. Yeah. And he is also a very sloppy individual too. Yes. Definitely. The state of his bathroom. Like it makes for a funny scene. There's oh a moment where God. they're, uh steve martin and uh john candy are sharing a room together um at an inn and you know steve martin goes to the bathroom to take a shower and when he gets out he sees the state of it that candy's left it in and it's hilarious but at the same time how did he get in the shower with not noticing the state of that room? right yeah or did 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 john go in there while he while was, he was in showering there yeah and use all the towels <laughs> so, yeah it's like i didn't get it and then yeah, like I and then i mean it's not a big thing they didn't have to show this but then like the very next scene they're going to sleep and they mentioned that he spilled beer all over the bed and they didn't show that they didn't have to show it really no. but like at the same time i was like i feel like there was a funny skit there yeah there might have been that, a scene yeah. that like like i said was cut um but like they definitely show him put the quarter in the bed which starts Mm -hmm. shaking the bed and then the next thing you hear about it is that uh it made the beers explode (laughs) yeah (laughs) i just i feel like i feel like it would have been kind of funny to just watch john candy have a beer explode all over him just you know yeah turn it into even more exaggerated comedic bit definitely uh i mean it's the same thing with the cigarette later they he tosses the cigarette out the window of the car and it knocks it back into the back seat yeah and you know most movies and i actually respected it here most movies would show you repeatedly right you know, to remind you that the cigarette was back there they don't they show it fall back there and then you know five minutes later the you know the inevitable happens and it's not like what happened how this you know how this come about it's right. like no they they showed it didn't have to come back to it i actually that's respected right. it there that's right 
I, um, I honestly I just, really love that bit leading up to that where he's just yeah. mock playing the, the piano to Ray Charles and swerving <laughs> over all over the road. That it is, it is a fabulous moment. Uh, God. He keeps on looking over to um, Neil to see if he's joining in, but Neil's just dead yeah, asleep. Yeah, right. he's just dead asleep. How do you sleep for that? It was yeah. so bad. I love it. Yeah, there is one thing I do want to talk about before we uh, leave off with planes, trains, and automobiles, and that mm-hmm. is um, there's a remake in the works, apparently. What? With Will Smith and Kevin Hart. Thoughts. Thoughts. I mean... Why fix it if it's not broke? That's that's my initial thought. But I do I do I have grown to like Kevin's uh uh Kevin Hart's stuff. I almost said mm. Kevin Smith. That's completely different. <laughs> um I do like his stuff too. Uh but anyways, I have grown to like his stuff. Uh but it's been a long time since I've seen Will Smith in a comedy that uh i enjoyed feel like he might have similar problem as like when when eddie murphy went to do dramatic films and then came back to comedy he had a horrible time trying to get back in the swing of comedy because comedy is just it's it's so much harder um agreed and uh this this is coming from what i heard in in an interview that i watched at one point with uh eddie murphy and um and you know it never was quite the same he was funny again i would say there's definitely later movies that i enjoyed that were funny um i feel like a lot of his problem too is that he tried to jump right back into family movies right um but like family movies geared towards kids yeah you know like the haunted mansion movie um that was not very good but I mean, like again, that's that's also with with Will Smith. Like here, it is kind of a family movie again. Like I don't know, it's not going to be aimed towards children. I would assume it'd probably be more yeah. adult. But this, yeah, this um, movie I would say is more for the adults. But kids could definitely get a laugh out of it. Yeah, easily. Um, they, I don't know if they would find it as enjoyable nowadays. I don't know. You know, right. kids nowadays are much different than how we were back in the nineties. That's true. That is true. Um, there. I will give it one thing, is that there is not a lot of diversity in this film, uh, no, at all. Um, there's not even like a the only there's a, like one or two female roles, and that's about it. Yeah, um, like and one of them is they're they're uh, they're credited as car rental agent. That's that's Eddie yeah. McClurg, which she's really funny and kind of reminds me of Madeline Kahn. Um, yeah, and I hated how Steve Martin treated her. Oh my! I've been in his situation God. before. Yeah, what's well, like? I mean, okay, I haven't been in his specific situation. I haven't been as you know constantly, you know, harassed at every single angle to get to a you know one goal, um, for as long as he did. But I've had that moment where you know it's like you've had a day where everything's not going your way, and then you're forced to like walk an hour or more somewhere right just to get somebody else's error too yeah exactly and when i got to the place where i wanted to go i was tired but i was not mean no and he was brutal to her worst 
He, I mean, yeah, I, was I so honestly don't can't recall another movie where I've heard so many fuckings in one sentence. <laughs> um, uh, and honestly, it's the most cursing I've heard from Steve Martin in a movie too. I feel yeah. like, um, yeah, which this movie is rated R. I honestly, I don't know that it really oh. needs that rating. I mean, I feel like no, kids I don't think so. But I guess that's probably why is because he cussed a lot. Yeah. He cussed a Those... lot in that one particular scene. <laughs> but no, I I do think that is that's the one thing I have against this movie. Uh, for me, is that even though I really love Steve Martin and John Candy, and I think they do great performances here, both characters, I even though I love them, mm-hmm. I hate at I the see. same time. They yeah. have they have so many qualities that I'm just like, again, they're qualities I personally see in myself that I don't like. Um, that irritate me and them i don't how they treat others like that it's just i don't think either of us would take our shoes and socks off on an airplane though no no (laughs) i wouldn't it would not do that maybe i know the smells of my feet yeah i mean maybe my shoes and maybe if like i came straight from home to the airport i know i haven't been sweating in my shoes and they ended like a long flight I could see myself taking my shoes off, but I'm not gonna take off my socks. That's awful. That's the yeah, worst. No. Damn. I would probably take off my shoes, but I would keep them down, like you know, keep my right. feet down yeah. by the floor, and I would try to do it in a way that nobody could see yeah. that I took my shoes off. I'm so tall, like but yeah, I don't really have room to put my feet up, anyways, <laughs> in the airplane. So first class man come first on class Jeez, yeah i mean he, he got so definitely mad at is that guy who's asking for the manager and shit like that but like i said i feel like they both at the end they balance each other out and together they make one really great person uh, well, well that's I, I think that's uh i think that's planes trains and automobiles yeah i think so too um, in a nutshell I, I introduced do you want to say what you your your closing statement plants trains and automobiles I would give it a uh, three out of four stars uh it, you know it is enjoyable again yeah. family could watch it there's a lot of swears but you know who, who cares anymore right uh, but it, it's enjoyable to watch these two go on the, this crazy odyssey all the mayhem that they go through which is some of it is predictable in a very fun way right some of it just comes out of the blue and you kind of feel bad for them but at the same time like you're laughing so hard right but that's that's my thoughts on you know playing trains and automobiles I've... anyhow what i thought about this movie, i think it's pretty obvious that i i like this movie i've i've watched it hmm. uh on several occasions uh i i only think that it's gotten funnier as i've become an adult and um i would say i give it a full face out of my uh, full face, yeah. Out of my rating system, which you can get no face, oh. half a face, and full face. I like it. Yeah. So I'm out of four stars in your faces. Yep. It's got a full face. And now you got a meaning to the faceless Leon. Yeah, they, there you go. I like it. Yeah. You're you're building a backstory, which is more than we can say about one movie that we're going to talk about soon. <laughs> but before we talk about that, we should uh. We should talk about Home for the Holidays. Tell me about it. Directed by Jodie Foster of Silence of the Lambs. And uh, written by W.D. Richter of Big Trouble in Little China. 
Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> Where did it come from? The the script is actually delivered to Jodie Foster uh, from somebody. I can't remember. Some producer. But it had a note on it that said, this is a total mess and I love it. <laughs> and, you know, like this, it, it really does describe this whole movie. It's a total mess and I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but it stars Holly Hunter as, what's her name? Cla- Claudia. No. It is yeah, Claudia. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yeah, Claudia. Claudia Larson. Yeah. Claudia Larson. She returns home uh, to Baltimore to be with her folks and her family for the Thanksgiving holiday. And her family is batshit crazy, basically. They, they are. In a loving way. They, they're, they like, in the, the way most that part. everyone's family is batshit crazy. Yeah, yeah, they perfectly do. They do perfectly sum up the, like, normal dysfunctional family. Right. Which includes Mother Adele, who is played right. by Anne Bancroft. Yep. Um, who is Mrs. Robinson from The Graduate. Right. And she's she's great in both roles, I I'd say. Oh, she's lovely here, I think. Yeah. Like she she plays a smoking, you know, the smoking older generation. Um yeah. who's just like constantly trying to correct everybody else, worried about everyone else's opinions of the family, that kind of thing. Right. She's just lovely here. Um but the father is what's his name? It's Charles him. Durning. Yeah. And uh, he's he's amazing in this. I love it the dad yeah 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 <laughs> he's, the, he's one of my favorite characters definitely yeah. my favorite character is the gay brother tommy yeah played amazingly by robert downey jr it is um, a good very young yeah very young robert downey jr he describes it as the most relaxed performance in cinema history for reasons we'll get into later but this it's it's just a dysfunctional family you know it's it's during the 90s uh homosexuality is you know not as socially acceptable in the 90s um holly hunter's character has no issues with her brother's homosexuality other members of her family have big issues with it right including their sister she's just the worst joanne uh joanne played by cynthia stevenson i mean you're designed to hate joanne so i guess cynthia did a great job (laughs) Mm mm-hmm you're designed to hate her and at the same time also be like, yep, that is, that's like a family member I know. Yeah. The last main character to talk about is Dylan McDermott, Leo, Leo Fish. Fish, who is, who becomes Holly's love interest. Uh, right. But for the there's first part of the room. film. Yeah, there's a long Yeah, room for the first, that. first half of the movie, she thinks that he's uh, taken over as Tommy's. That might be spoilers, but. Uh-huh. That's fair. <laughs> But it's it's a dysfunctional family that comes together and, you know, they're chaotic Thanksgiving Day and they're Thanksgiving chaotic even more chaotic Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Jeez. And just that, that whole mayhem that perfectly captures, you know, a typical family uh Thanksgiving, but also at the same time over exaggerates right. the typical family Thanksgiving. But right. I love it. I love this movie. Um huge bias going into this threesome because again this is a family tradition for my you know for the uh for the green traveler family you know we constantly watch this every single year it it never goes old for me at all (laughs) like i I love it every time i watch it Uh, yeah every time i've watched i've found something to like more about it um 
And I, the first time I watched it, I think, was with you a couple years back, probably mm-hmm. around Thanksgiving time. Anyhow, the first time I watched it, I honestly wasn't sure how I felt about it. I don't know why I had any negative. Maybe because it like reminded me too much of like shit that actually <laughs> happens in, in right. like family events. Uh, it, it might also it's very real it might also be because it's you know it's it's just a low budget 90s movie like it has that straight to vhs feel oh, you um, think so? and it's quality well i mean that 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 typically makes you like you know kind of have a little bit more of a uh connect like a a nostalgia feel to it hmm. you know because it's like for me there's definitely a lot of nostalgia to this movie but oh yeah there is there is a you know made for vhs kind of feel to it that I feel like might not connect to new viewers. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I feel like it would be kind of hard to, um, convince someone to, Hey, sit down and watch this, uh, this movie with me. Uh, but which is a shame because I feel like at the end of it, they will know, realize that it is a, a good, well-constructed mm-hmm. film. Like you said, it, it's definitely older it's dated like i mean yeah i mean there's still families obviously that struggle with uh the issue of say, having children that uh are living lives that they don't quite approve of um mm-hmm. for sure um, yeah i would say it's dated in quality but not dated in story yeah i'll say yeah i'll cause... say that and um but like there's also like obviously elements uh in it like the uh her talking on the the corded phone oh, yeah. in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Uh you know, that that wouldn't happen anymore. She'd have her cell phone. Yeah, but she uh, would still run to hide away from her family. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, so talking I don't about running away and hiding from your family. That secret pantry, man. Oh yeah, I want that. Oh yeah, so that's I've always, awesome. I've always wanted that. Yeah, that's it's, so it's cool. one of the best parts. That wallpaper yeah, is a... awful though. It's just yeah, the she... worst. <laughs> yeah, Anne Bancroft, the the mother's, uh, their home has a wall in the kitchen that is almost seamless. Yeah, you can't even tell there's a door there, but like you just open it up and there's just this huge pantry with like tables <laughs> yeah it's they awesome got, it's where she sneaks away all. smoke a cigarette not that she really sneaks her cigarettes no at all. <laughs> it's got so many memorable scenes you know there's a lot of things from this movie that i just quote like there's a moment with robert downey jr in the car where holly he, he just pisses holly hunter off to the point where she just like she storms out of the car and yeah. he's just like that was so wrong it feels wrong you know it's just like I, I do that a lot when i when i say something that i know is bad and like the person like storms off i'm just like ooh. yeah robert Downey jr definitely is uh hilarious and a grand element of chaos in this oh, yeah. film and i um, love it yeah i do um, i do too His but at the same time yeah, it's it's important to say Robert Downey Jr. has a well-known history of addiction. Yeah. Um, he went to jail for it uh, because of heroin and cocaine. And this is one of those movies where he was using while he was working. Right. And Holly Hunter, the director, or not Holly uh, Hunter, uh, yeah. Jodie Foster, Foster, the director, was pretty you know frustrated about it. But she, as she told him many times, you're just going to get away with it, so there's nothing I can do but just make the damn movie. Um, 
because they would do they would do takes, but he wouldn't. You know, he he improvised a lot of his takes basically. Like I I think he was on script, right? But there was very little directorial feedback because he just wouldn't take any. He wasn't listening. He would do a take, and he was like, "That was great, wasn't it? You know, let's move on to the next one." And she couldn't do anything about it. Just he was too famous in the industry, right? Next year. You know, one year later after this movie is released, he's, you know, put in prison for it. I don't know too much about the story, so I don't want to go too further into it. Um, I don't want to spread false details. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. And he he obvious he is very obviously uh, tries to uh, avoid it in Mm -hmm. interviews and stuff like that. Rightfully so. I mean, he probably doesn't like to be reminded of this time. So I guess that's probably, it'd probably be good that that's all we say on it. Um, Yeah. Cause uh, 'cause I don't want to focus on it too much because despite him being on uh, throughout this movie, the performance is still amazing. It's still amazing. And And it, and it adds a lot to this movie that I think like without his character, I feel like this movie probably would be easily forgotten. Right, but I, agree. I think yeah, it, his character is definitely a great driving force for yeah. Uh, it's, it's the reason I come back every year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I will say like it definitely. I mean, it wasn't because he was using that his performance was no uh, on because obviously he's had amazing performances uh, mm-hmm. since then. Uh, he's yeah, just a very yeah. talented person, um, and I'm glad that he did get clean and give those great performances to us uh that he has agreed to go further off that he he once played robert downey jr once played charlie chaplin right and charlie chaplin's daughter what's her name geraldine chaplin plays aunt gladdy oh yeah (laughs) so i think i don't know i don't remember when he played charlie chaplin so maybe that was after this i think it was after this i yeah i I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was a little bit older. Um, but yeah, Aunt Glady is great. She's beautiful. I love it. That's a, that's another. It's another. You know, memorable scene is uh, she she wears a necklace around her neck that she designed <laughs> herself, and Robert Downey Jr.'s character Tommy is just like Aunt Glady. That's a it's a beautiful necklace. Did you make that yourself? And she's like, Oh yeah. And she holds it up. And she's like, Fruit Loops. <laughs> And it's just it cuts back to Robert Downey Jr. He just he just can't, he can't say anything. He's so shocked. Yeah, uh, Gladdy is she. That just crazy that really aunt. just describes her <laughs> to a T. She's she is Fruit Loops. She also has a big old crush on the dad. Which yeah, is great. Wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> I really though. I mean, you know, he's he's older, he's, a, he's a bit overweight, but he's he's such a personality. I love how he just takes the time to rush into a room, grab his wife, and start dancing with her. Yeah, it is awesome. <laughs> he he's yeah, definitely uh, a model to live up to. I would say. Yeah, he's just a beautiful, you know, just living his best life. Right. And but he's know, driving into that... Adele nuts. And to that extent. His son Tommy is also just living his best life, and that's right. For me, that's one of it, the best parts about this movie is um, that conflict with his homosexuality because right. their you know their sister uh, Joanne, you know she she finds it an embarrassment. You know she's yeah. talking about how people she's... that she knows you know she knows people out uh, where's he at California 
Boston, like, we, I think. We know, okay, yeah, yeah. It's like we know people in Boston. You know, right. it's like how how dare you? Uh, you know, you had a public wedding on a public beach, and it's you know she's like she's embarrassed by it, right? But but Claudia doesn't mind at all. Like she, you know, she's like us. Yeah, it's it's love is love. Um, love uh, is love. That is the the green and faceless motto. Yeah, and and that's the beauty of this movie comes in the parents' reaction too. Right. Because I don't know so much about the mom. Right. But the father definitely, he's not upset about his son getting married to another man. He actually was kind of upset that he wasn't invited. Right, that he didn't get told (laughs) about it. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, he's just like, well, I'm always the last one to find out about these things, you know. And then later when when his new son-in-law calls, you know, he's just like, why'd you marry this man? You know, it's like, he he deserves so much better. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Good. Uh, Like I said, he... Uh, Charles Durian's character is is my mm-hmm. favorite in the film just because of uh, like you know obviously the social norms have changed a lot since he was growing up and and raising mm-hmm. his family um, and he yet yeah, he's he's very accepting um, yeah. it, you know as ex- as he's more accepting than you can expect someone to be um especially in the 90s yeah especially in the 90s like he was a little concerned that his son was wearing a dress at his wedding but um, (laughs) that's that's about it though i mean and and adele and more so joanne have what i feel was like the more stereotypical opinion Mm. in the 90s of the situation uh, so for that reason, it is a great like window into people's opinion on homosexuality at at the time. Yeah. So as a historical marker, I think it works pretty well. One thing I wanted to say about Holly Hunter was that um, I like when I started watching it this time, I kind of forgot who played her, and when I was watching, it, I was like god damn who who is she i mean she's so familiar and i'm like it's not like a super young jennifer anderson and it's it's not jodie foster and then and then i had i had to look it up so sorry holly hunter i forgot about you um but it's holly hunter and i think that she is like a perfect mix between the two of them she sounds and kind of acts like Jodie Foster, which is probably why she got casted. Um, but she kind of oh. looks like Jennifer Aniston. Sure. <laughs> you don't I can't back- <laughs> Yeah, I can't back that up. I don't... <laughs> I've never compared the two, so I don't... Anyways. I can't picture it in my head, but I won't, I won't disagree with you there. I I I just that's just something I wanted to point out. Um, I do but, love her in this movie. Yeah, she does great. Um, I mean, really, everybody has a pretty good performance. Oh yeah, like even even Joanne and her husband. Uh, oh yeah, do a great job. But the things with like Holly Hunter that I love about you know, especially just about her character is, you know, she has that the parental model that you know I agree with, which is you know your kids are going to figure stuff out themselves right um guide them but don't you know tell them and right. like you know her daughter basically tells uh the beginning of the claudia movie, yeah 
Yeah, at the very beginning of the movie, she's like, hey, I'm going to have sex with my boyfriend this weekend. And she's only like 16 or 17 in the, you know. Yeah. And, and Claudia is just like, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> like, she's not okay with it. But at the same time, she's like, I'm not going to, you know, my daughter, at, my daughter came to me with this information. I'm going to be receptive and honest about it and, you know, right. caution her, but not stop her. And, yeah, the way you know, it kind of seemed to me is like they had that stereotypical talk about mm-hmm. sex, but which is different for every family. It's totally yeah. different for every family. And her mom, a single mom too, mm-hmm. you know, and and she had the kid when she was young as well, because I think mm-hmm. she's only like thirty two or something, um, which would make her sixteen when she had uh, kid. Yeah. And, uh, anyways, yeah, play by Claire Danes. Yeah, I think of Terminator 3. Oh my god, <laughs> I've never that's the I've never seen past T2. I, I haven't. What I haven't, you haven't seen the god awful garbage that is T3. I have not. Judgment Day. I have not. Oh, Judgment Day is T2. Wait, no, sorry, T3 is uh, oh, what is T3? I don't know, it's it not might not have a name. Uh, no. But you haven't but anyway. even seen Salvation or like Genesis? No, I haven't seen any of them. Like there oh was like I think we almost went to go see Genesis because of Matt Smith. And yeah. uh then uh I something came up with me and I wasn't able to go or something. Yeah. Yeah, he he didn't help it much. He didn't help it much. No. Anyhow. Uh I was but talking dark about fate, man. I know I was talking about Holly Hunter. Oh, this the the uh the, kid. the talk, the birds and the bees. I'm sure yep. that she was given the talk and she said something along the lines. Now, when you consider having sex, please don't be afraid to come to me and tell me. Mm-hmm. And that's just what Kit does. But still, as in stereotypical fashion, too. Claudia doesn't know what to do with that. <laughs> she just, no, yeah. she has no idea. She's but like, instead of just like completely freaking out, she's right. just like okay i'm just gonna stress about this on the flight yeah i'm just gonna stress <laughs> about it all all weekend uh yeah and and it's what a weekend stuff. it is it's it's a Definitely. it's a fun enjoyable fabulous ride uh wow it that is. again i've i've come back to a lot and and i even like the the romantic almost sub story between her and <laughs> dylan mcdermott mm-hmm. um i mean it becomes you know it, it becomes the central focus in the third act but right. like up until then it's kind of just more about the family antics so i guess i feel like we could do closing statements unless you have more to say no that's i, I think i'm talked out okay go yeah. for it i i i say this is definitely a well worth movie give it a full face um nice. guess in closing about it is like like you you feel good at the end of this movie even though some horrible things happen to these characters yeah. during the, the movie it's bittersweet uh, it is bittersweet and i think that the the ending collage of the moments the the home video moments is a little cheesy but it still yeah. leaves you with this heartwarming feeling yeah and i that's that's what i'm gonna say about the movie like it it, it is not a cheesy movie but it has a cheesy no, ending that that yeah definitely it does my thoughts i give it three out of four stars same as 
uh, Planet Trains and Automobiles. You know, beautiful cast. Everybody's working well together. Um, they only had two weeks of rehearsal and shot it over 10 weeks. Wow. So just a few, uh, you know, about maybe 10 days less than Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. But even with just two weeks of rehearsal, you know, they all have great chemistry. Right, yeah. They all, you know, they, they all function really well as a dysfunctional family. You know, as you said, it's it's bittersweet. You get to the end and uh, uh, Holly Hunter says to her sister, you know, we don't have to like each other, we're family. Yep. And it's it it's true a hundred percent. You know, it's there's gotta be people in your family that you just do not get along with, but they're family and they're there to stay. Well, let's talk about our new movie, uh Grisha. Grisha. So this movie, uh very similar themes, uh, I would say, as in Home for the Holidays, except for as. addictions more in, in the forefront. I guess addiction's not really a theme. In home no, it just occurred in yeah. Addiction occurred in the background. That's of right. The That's true. Um, this movie puts it front and center. Is front and center. Um, it does take a while for that to get revealed, but it is in the description a very long of the movie. While. Yes. Yeah. But I I think. All right. We'll talk about what I think about the movie after. <laughs> I will tell you yeah, let's about sum- this let's movie. Summarize. Krisha. Aunt Cretia, uh comes home for the holidays, and it has been years, I think 10 years, since she has yeah. been uh, a um, frequently, a frequent part of the family. And uh, she comes, and there's some kind of incident where she chopped off the tip of her finger before the movie started. Yep. Um, so, and she is, has decided, even though she is the uh like i would say the most guest out of all the guests if that makes sense just because she hasn't been there and she's the uh, vip for the day she's the vip and the vip is going to cook the turkey i guess there's faith put in the vip a lot of faith put it into her uh for just coming back and you know maybe she offered uh, and maybe it was something that she used to do when she was there um, none of that is really talked about, but this movie is all about the tension of having all those people around you. Um, yeah. and I do think it captures that pretty well. Uh, yes. The tension. Agreed wholeheartedly. And, um, eventually, uh, she gets too tense and she re- relapses. And it too, just like with Home for the Holidays, captures you know that dysfunctional family right you know you have the you have the crazy older male figure yeah uh, who's talking absurd things yeah (laughs) talking just the most absurd things about you know you know he's talking about how he hates the dogs that he lives with and uh he's being a little over sexual at times Um, yeah he (laughs) uh just the weirdest of conversations from this man yeah he was cracking me up though bill bill weiss is the actor who plays uh doyle and uh like you said he he says some of the wildest shit and it's just like his phrasing too and like i really can't tell how much of this movie is scripted because it it really kind of feels like a lot of the scenes are improvised Um, and for me i thought that was a negative quality yeah just because of how it's edited because you know he cuts that there's a scene with doyle and kresha that is you know i don't know the specific runtime but it's about maybe like 
I would say eight to ten minutes long, mm-hmm. and it's cut up into four different chunks. Yeah, and separated with slow montage like um, tension building scenes yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and like again, it does capture that tension well, and it does definitely elongate that you know that tense feeling. You know, it right. sets it sets it up kind of like a horror movie. You know, like a slow burn horror. Yeah. Um, which I guess it kind of is, but it's billed as a comedy drama. Which yes, I, there were moments where yeah. I laughed, but there was just moments because I laugh laughed, at but times. it's not a comedy. It this is definitely a tragedy, I would say. But during that scene, because it felt like it was improvised, because of that, you know that that feeling for all of the dialogue, it felt like the most unrealistic conversation you would ever have with somebody. It had some twists and turns, yeah. Yeah, they bounced with some of the weirdest topics, like they're having a normal conversation about like, oh man, aren't dogs silly? We hate them. And then he's like being very sexual in the next one, which was just like a really far out of left field like yeah. tactic from what he was talking about. And then he was being mean to her in the next one about some other topic. Then I was just like, right are you guys discussing that's leading you here to these topics like i didn't know if it was supposed to be like several cigarette breaks uh because they're they're smoking while this is happening well like i had the i had the opinion that she might because she's addicted she might be just interpreting each like just one scene different ways right that could be that could be so like like maybe like only one of those instances actually occurred and it's it's up to the audience to figure out which right because he does know, bring moment. up the dogs in each in each mm-hmm. scene of the scene yeah um, and, and, and there's there's a moment later on too where they show a scene one way and then they show it another way with a different um where her sister where her and her sister are having a conversation at the right. end and they show it with an attention from her sister and you know one way right and then later she has a completely different tone when they replay that scene. Wow. You know, she's angrier or whatever. So it's like yeah. when they showed that I'm like, okay, maybe there were moments in this movie that didn't actually happen. They were just different ways to interpret the same scene. Right. Which I I honestly did not look at it that way, but I think that that's a good way to look at it. Uh the way I was watching it is that uh that these things were actually said and happening because she's at the moment in that moment she is sober uh but since it is kind of cut with her doing different things maybe it is her thinking about it while she's preparing like you said but the reason why i read it that way is because i i honestly i i know people who are like bill weiss's character doyle where they they could be fun and jovial one minute and and then they're talking about their problems and then they get up in your face um, yeah i mean i know people like that too it's just how he cut it made it seem very right. unrealistic okay because it just like it just kind of bounced in rapidly between weird conversations i'm just like how did you get here from there huh. like just show me that connection Right. Show me that thread that you, like that connects this conversation. <laughs> you think it could have benefited from being one long conversation with the yeah. segues in there? I I think I can agree with that. Um, uh, and you know I though I'm going to give a lot of credit to uh, Trey Edward Schultz though because this is his mm-hmm. directorial debut, um, 
and for that alone and, i think and it's a very low budget movie. yeah low budget um uh, thirty thousand dollars shot in like 10 days right um, and uh most of the cast are his friends and family and credit including Cretia, yeah. who is actually his aunt uh, and yeah, his mother is in the aunt. film too playing his mother which given that that i think the performances were pretty good too so um yeah uh there's definitely some scenes with robin that i thought his mom that yeah. i was like okay yeah. i thought the i thought the performance from Cretia was really good yes. yes um i think everybody else was okay right um i do agree i give a lot of props to trey Edward schultz i know i'm i'm sounding like i'm very negative on this movie and i am but i'm negative in a constructive way i, right. I want to be at least yeah because this is for a low budget film this is a great example of a strong low budget movie yeah what you, you could know, the do. cinematography is beautiful yeah. as oh, you yeah. said he does a great job at building the tension oh my god you know, even yeah, though i'm so complaining tense. yeah even though i'm complaining about the edits um it it does build that tension, you know, cutting up that scene with all those segues, it definitely elongated her, you know, her reaction to what was going on right. and how it was weighing on her. And with each, with each cut back to her, you know, you, you got a little more drained just as she did. Right. By the social aspect of everything. Um, and I respect it wanting to be a fly on the wall kind of movie because you do kind of just sit back and absorb the environment you absorb everything around you like there's moments where the camera is just circling around the room and you're watching everybody just having a good time right and nothing else is occurring at all <laughs> no no um, nothing you're right i think like the noise is really the element that you're supposed to mm -hmm. pick up from from those shots is because it is really getting to Cretia. Um, yeah it's chaotic and yeah she's it's been just hectic it's a she's hectic been living with uh you know she's been trying to live her life as stably as possible and that's why she yeah. got away and it, it's it's too much for her and like yeah. again as i said i do respect trevor schultz because the the story here that he's trying to tell is important yeah you know it's addiction is an important thing to look at but my problem with it i'm sorry if you have somebody who's fighting addiction and who has this crazy weird backstory that this movie 100% does not want to talk about. Yeah. At all. Yeah. When you have such a weird backstory that caused a lot of issues because Trey Edward Schultz's character is very emotionally disturbed by right. Prisha. Yeah. Why do you give her so much responsibility on the day that's going to mean yeah. the most to her? I don't get it. I don't get it. Makes it makes I don't care if she was very adamant about making the turkey. You right. say no. You don't yeah. put that much responsibility on somebody. She's coming back to the family. Right. You welcome her back. You sit her in a corner. Have she her make a absorbs. dish. <laughs> if she wants to contribute, yeah. like get, like she can contribute to the meal. She can. But she can bring the green bean casserole. Yeah, exactly. Like she did. <laughs> I mean, I, I I had the feeling that she flew in. I don't know. Uh, yeah it, and she could still make the green bean yeah, casserole <laughs> exactly she could make it there that's that's simple um it, it was definitely a lot of responsibility for somebody who has not been in your life for a long time and when they yeah. were in their your life they were extremely chaotic and just a mess yeah uh, and they even mentioned that the only knowledge that her sister had of Krisha <clears throat> was Krisha's word saying that she was doing better right 
that she had taken yeah. a class. That was it. Like she hadn't she hadn't like scoped it out. She hadn't like gone out to dinner with her right. sister. She hadn't like slowly eased her back into family life. Right. She yeah. just tossed her tossed her to the wind at this giant family gathering. Yeah, don't you do know, it just like, at Thanksgiving, guys. Don't, don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like either either bad story um you know not bad story bad like plot hole kind of area or just a really shit family well like you know i i mean not everybody is as conscious as we might be as what goes on in an addict's mind Mm -hmm. i mean i have several addicts in in my family um most of them doing very well um now uh and so I understand that they got to take things slow. Like it can be overwhelming. Yeah. You don't throw so much on them on their plate like that. No, but like, and even if you're not conscious of it, the fact that you have this weird backstory that we don't want to talk about at all. Right. Should, should make you somewhat conscious of it. Right. And that's the other thing I want to talk about is why do we not get the backstory? I'm okay yeah. with a movie not having to tell a backstory. I'm okay with it not wanting to do that. But he's filming this like we're the fly on the wall. Right. And if you're the fly on the wall, you know what's going on in this situation. You're supposed to be one of the family members here at this dinner. Right. And everybody else in this family knows what the fuck happened. Why don't we? Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of get that too. Um, But there's like, you know, same with the fly on the wall thing though. If you truly are like physically a fly you don't live long enough to know all the backstory <laughs> um, well, i meant like yeah i mean like we're we're supposed to be like one of the cousins in this movie right you right. know the cousins they are know. just watching football and absorbing the environment just like kresha is right you know we're like we're just watching all of this unfold you know everybody else in this family knows what's going on right why don't the viewers like right. just tell us i gotta be honest i just don't know um any of the characters <laughs> yeah like, there's <laughs> there's a lot of characters and, and i feel there's like just a plethora yes there's people. a plethora which makes it feel more like a large family gathering um yeah. but it also and it also adds to the tension but they don't go in and focus on any of the characters no they're all just there and yeah. like and it, again it's fine i again i do respect this movie for what it accomplished on a budget right um trey edward schultz like um you know by all means i'm excited to see you make a, a bigger budget movie you know, me it's, too got talent me too um the cinematography looks great you're directing you know i don't i don't agree with a lot of the acting but like i don't know if you were working with actors it doesn't seem like you were working no, with yeah. it, professional from, actors from what i read most of them were family and friends um yeah which is a great way to do uh a budget movie yeah (laughs) you know it's like again it's like i don't i don't know which members of your family of of trey's family and friends were actors but they did a good job yeah you you pulled you pulled decent performances from everybody especially kresha oh yeah kresha is amazing i think um uh, i know that bill weiss i'm talking uh, is is a is a professional actor uh what's that (laughs) I said I feel like I'm talking to Trey directly, like he's gonna listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, maybe he will. See somebody reviewed his movie and and he'll watch it. Hi Trey. 
Um, Hi, Trey. <laughs> Sorry. I, I hope he does. I mean, I, I really, I did in, I, there's a lot that I enjoyed about this movie. I don't know if that's quite the right word. There's a lot that I appreciate about this movie because exactly. you're not really supposed to have a lot of enjoyment. Like I said, it's no. a tragedy. It really is. And, but that's, yeah, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about is this is available on Netflix and it's mm-hmm. billed as a comedy drama. And so yeah. I didn't watch the trailer to this. You just, you saw it. You you were like, hey, let's watch this for the... It had, it had a high... I was like, yeah, it sounds good. High uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes rating and it was about Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let's add something new to these two that we know yeah. are classic. And I looked it up and it said comedy drama. And I was like, yeah, that sounds kind of like Home for the Holidays. You know, right. like a comedy drama. I mean, Home for the Holidays has very little drama, a lot of comedy. Um, well... It has a lot of drama, but drama told in a comedic fashion. Right, right. This is just a, a tragedy Yeah, they're... with a few funny lines. Yeah, exactly. And, and the just, funny be- line... just because you laugh. Yeah. Just because you laugh a few times a, a, a movie does not make it does a comedy. Does not make it a comedy. Hell no, it does not. I no. mean, uh, you if you are a fan of Shakespeare and you go to a Shakespearean tragedy... There's a thing called comedic relief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, like it needs to have a few laughs in it to to um to accentuate mm-hmm. the the tragic moments. Um and and for the life of me I was trying to find the comedic relief in this movie. Right. I think it was supposed to be Bill Wise, but after the first like when he, you know the first conversation with him and Creature I'm like, yeah, he is kind of funny. Right. And in the second conversation I'm like, wow, I really hate this guy. In yeah. the third conversation, I'm like, this guy sucks. Yeah. And in like the next conversation, I'm like, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, right. fuck all of them. <laughs> right. Like, I just slowly grew to hate everybody in this. <laughs> yeah, in this I don't. I'd never really felt that way about Robin, though. Robin really seems to care about her sister. But she's the one who tossed it all on her sister. She did. She's she like, did. She yeah, put too much pressure on her. Yeah, too much pressure. And then, like, when she's yelling at her at the end, you know, it's like spoilers. When she's yelling at her at the end, she's just like, she's blaming everything on Krisha. I'm like, you're the one who gave her all of this responsibility today. Right. Yeah. Don't yell at her. Right. I agree. I agree. Um, like, but you know, family does that though. At the same time, you know. So I think it is that that realistically. Yes. Yes. That's what I was gonna say. His grandma. There's another character I can't really be mad at. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She is just an adorable, uh, yeah, she, adorable lady. She is actually his grandma, which is kind Who of... I'm wondering, I'm hoping she wasn't extorted for this film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping she's cognitively aware of what she did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does not, the character does not quite seem fully cognitive, um, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think... It, it's nice that he wanted to honor his grandmother by including her. Uh, but like, like you said, like you said, you hope she's not extorted. Like you get to a point sometimes with your mind and you know, I don't know his family, so we could just be talking yeah. out of our ass. You get to a certain point. Like if your family member is like, Hey grandma, come and be in this movie with me. And then you bring in your aunt and you say all this terrible things about your aunt they might believe those terrible things they're like well like even 
even when she's like talking to a baby at one scene you know she's like oh this baby's so cute you know it looks yeah. like you so and so and i'm like there's no script here they're just filming her yeah she's just looking yeah. at a baby and she's like oh look at this so cute and she's like trey's like get the camera <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, another thing that i actually did like i think you were kind of saying that you thought it kind of um pulled away from the movie a little bit but something i appreciated about the movie was that it kind of felt like uh, a family member was filming what was going on uh, because there are several mentions between Cretia and Trey that she wants him to be a filmmaker because he used to love messing around with yeah. the, the um, tape recorder and yeah which makes me wonder how much of this movie is autobiographical right and, yes and if there is a good portion of it why would you want to film it? I'm sorry, Trey. I like... know. Yeah, that's that's what I am curious about too. But I, I looked it up and it doesn't and seem friends. like it doesn't really seem like that. But like he kept everyone's names the same. Right? That's what yeah. like especially you bring all of your family and friends and it's just like you're just telling the world it's like, yeah, this is how we are. And I wanted the world to know this. Like, right, we are yeah. Crazy. So, like, I I was watching this movie at the beginning thinking it was autobiographical. And and Oof. I was like, okay, so at point some point they reconcile. Because otherwise they wouldn't have made a movie about it. But there right. is, like, the one thing I really don't like about the movie is there's not really a resolution. Like, mm. not even yeah, at I mean, all. It, it, is, it is a tragedy just yeah. with no falling action yeah yeah um like i think even like there are i feel like two endings that i would have tacked onto this movie and it's not my movie so i i can't tell them to do go and do this but <laughs> i i would either okay, have had Kresha, i would either have had Kresha go and do uh even more to the point where she od'd or you know intentionally kill herself or yeah. have her leave like i don't even think they showed her leaving in the, in the no. end it just kind of ends and yeah and, i think she just goes back upstairs yeah <laughs> and it it ends I mean, at the tensest leave. moment of the movie yeah. which is and i gotta say very unusual yeah it like goes to black i think or maybe it went to white i it can't remember white. yeah i think yeah um and when it did i was like oh please let the credits roll now like i i can't take anymore yeah it was definitely had that feeling and not and not in a terrible like this is garbage and i want to go away from it it had it in a in a tense that was too dramatic for me right i want to back down and calm down right right um which is good you know as a filmmaker again uh yeah you want schultz that's that was the ending was well accomplished right you want to elicit a tense moment and he definitely did that (laughs) yeah it for this movie felt like one of those as i said a slow burn horror movie right but for a family drama um you know it's 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 very slowly builds tension throughout and then you have that crazy fast very tense third act that abruptly ends yeah it's it's and and in that regard you know it's well filmed um but i'm never coming back to this yeah i don't think i could go through it (laughs) myself and i i would have a hard time recommending it to people too yeah 
Uh, I'm sure I have friends who are into tragedy as I am, and I might say, hey, you should check out Cretia. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it is definitely uh, a mouthful, I guess. I don't, I've never used that expression <laughs> before. Way, yes. yeah. There was one thing I wanted to mention before we wrapped up, which I think we're getting to, uh, was yeah. when she does finally come down the stairs after drinking like a whole bottle of wine and that shot where he makes it widescreen and it's very cinematic oh, yeah. and she's she's in that red dress and that shot was awesome. I was like... It, yeah, like, it was... Like she was floating on air, and I'm like, man, I told I, I 100% understand where he's going with this, and that that was great. Yeah, I feel like he he definitely did a great job at capturing the movie through her emotions. Right. You know when she's when I mean drunk's not an emotion, but when she's drunk, the camera feels drunk. The you know the grabbing of the environment uh, feels drunk. Um, it's almost more cinematic. Yeah, when she's happy at the beginning, you know, the light, the lighting is kind of yellow and happy and, you know, it's, you know, it, it definitely does a great job at capturing everything through her lens of, you know, yeah. how she's, how she's absorbing everything. Right. Um, but closing statement, you know, I give it, uh, I, I would give it two out of four stars. Um, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be harsher than that because again, I do respect what he accomplished here. Right. As a, you know, as a filmmaker myself, you know, without a budget, I know it's very hard to make a good-looking movie. Right. With even just $1,000, like $30,000, like that's still very low budget for what you got to accomplish and he did a great job. Prisha uh Fairchild acting is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um you know, good directing for non-professional actors. You know, it, it it's it should be a plus, but there's I just vibed wrong with this movie. Yeah, and you know, I I don't think you're supposed to leave it feeling good, but uh, there's definitely yeah. I, but I agree that there are some elements that could have made it stronger. Um, just a touch more resolution really would have been the main thing mm-hmm. for me. Um, but like you said, you were ready for it to be done, and I I also agree with that. Uh, yeah. That. I was ready for it to be done at that moment, but I was ready to get back in the car and go home. (laughs) Let's leave this Thanksgiving or family reunion. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, yeah. If I was sitting at that table, I would definitely be done. And I do the Irish goodbye. I just peace. I don't go around and say goodbye to everybody for 30 minutes. I'm out. I definitely am of the Midwestern variety on that. Anyhow, I give this a half a face. Uh, uh, I think a, an amazing first attempt by Dre, Trey Edward Sharp Schultz. I'm sorry, man. Uh, uh, but I, yeah, I do. I am excited to see what else he does, and I would love to see him work with his aunt more because she, uh, yeah. she really was great. Um, yeah, for real. Keep filmmaking. Yeah. Like, Definitely. I want to see And I think most people, I feel like I was looking up brief reviews and I feel like it is kind of how, you know, you either hit or miss with this movie. I've seen a lot of people who like it and a lot of people like us who are just kind of miss. Yeah. It's not, they don't think it's bad. It's just a miss. I don't think it's bad at all. Um, Yeah. It could be stronger. Um, The, the emotion, I mean, he, he does have, the emotion is there. 
I will yeah, say. Yeah. Definitely. Um so is that our show? Oh yeah, no, no, we gotta wins. declare the winner. Oh my god. Yeah. Who wins the gobble Who, uh, yeah, the, the gobble trophy of the year? <laughs> yeah, I'll go first. Uh again, I had a huge bias going into this. I'd never seen Planes, Trains and Automobile or Cretia, and I have seen Home for the Holidays probably around twenty times. Jeez. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love this movie. Um and Plane Trains and Automobile gave it a run for its money. There's things about Home for the Holidays that um, have grown old with multiple rewatching, but it wins the Gobble Gobble Trophy from The Green Traveler All right. uh, solely for the performances. All right, so we come to the point part of this movie, this movie, this show, where I have to decide between these two movies. Um, I think I think giving my my ratings alone that Cretius kind of out of the running, which uh, I had high hopes for the movie, and you know it really didn't disappoint. I would say uh, yeah. f- uh, for a debut uh, movie, but uh, between planes, trains, and automobiles in Homes for the Holidays is really hard because my bias leans towards planes, trains, and automobiles personally. Yeah, um, but. They're both very good movies, both very good movies. Um, and I, I think, I think you just take a split... leg, I can take a breast. <laughs> uh, um, I think I'm gonna go actually for Home for the Holidays, though it, um, it because of what we're like, what this episode is about. This episode is about Thanksgiving, and they just that movie encapsulates the feeling of being home for the holidays is all about yeah so uh it gets the two gobbler trophies nice um, from both of us my mom will be so proud yeah <laughs> yeah it's a it's a good one it definitely there was blackmail people what i had death she was de- she was giving me death threats they had to win oh i see okay yeah, yeah. you should have passed those along i don't want you to get killed over our show no yeah i just i wanted you i just i needed you to come to your own conclusion without that kind of a i see you know, threat you didn't you want know, to put without the pressure threat of my life over your head i see i appreciate but, yeah, it was there i appreciate not putting the pressure on me yeah you saved me i appreciate it good good i'm glad you know but you could have made this decision easy <laughs> <laughs> all right well, gobble gobble mother cluckers i've been the green traveler and i've been the faceless leone gobble gobble um lastly <laughs> before i say safe travels and and peace y'all um i do want to mention that uh tomorrow uh what most people call black friday is also uh native american heritage day but i think it's important to note that while we traditionally look at this season as this holiday as a time to be thankful that we should also look at it as a time to think about our history as a country and think about what we can do to be better and to um turn to our native brothers and sisters and welcome them to the table as well um well that's been our show um safe travels everybody green and faceless on the couch is a proud production of fiction works 19
We plan to publish new episodes of this podcast every Thursday evening. If you'd like to give us a comment, please visit us at facebook.com slash greenandfaceless. There you'll find many links to our show and to our website. Thanks for listening.